Hi, folks. Before we continue our City Garden series, we wanted to share something with you. Since you enjoy stories from San Francisco, you might also like a podcast called Civic. It's produced by a local newsroom, the San Francisco Public Press. Civic is a go-to show for understanding how things work in San Francisco, or why sometimes they don't. They talk about what's going on in the city and the Bay Area with all kinds of people who have smart stuff to say. Activists, officials, researchers, and your neighbors. They ask questions about housing, public transportation, climate, the pandemic, or homelessness that you've been wondering about but might be too afraid to ask at this point. New episodes of Civic come out every Thursday. And for those of you not already aware, we recently added another new way to hear storied San Francisco. Tune into KSFP Radio at 102.5 on the FM dial every Monday and Wednesday at 9 a.m. and again at 7 p.m. Okay, on with the show. So my philosophy was always like, if I want to live here as a fourth generation San Franciscan, I'd have to hustle. Right. And I've hustled my whole life. I've had multiple jobs my whole life outside of my nine to five profession. And, and part of it is like this gardening stuff for sure. That was SF born and raised Jamie Chan. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, we get to know Jamie. Today, she's an educator, doctoral student, master gardener, and volunteer since 2016 at Sisterhood Gardens. Jamie will share her life story, which goes back four generations here in the city. She'll also introduce us to Sisterhood Gardens, a community garden located in the Ocean View, Merced Heights, Ingleside neighborhood. Here's Jamie. My name is Jamie Chan and I am uh, an educator at the local university here at San Francisco State, but I'm also a master gardener and that just means that I'm trained through the uh, UC, the University of California Agricultural Extension, oh. to be a garden educator. And so I got really interested in teaching people about gardening um, on the side, really interested in growing my own food after I had my own children here in San Francisco. And uh, I grew up in San Francisco, I'm a fourth generation San Franciscan, so oh, I grew up in a sandlot, you know, <laughs> I didn't have gardening, my parents didn't come from a history of gardening, so I was very interested in learning about these processes. Um, even though I'm a biologist by training, I understand how plants grow, but I didn't know how to grow plants. And so you had to learn that. Um, and then I got introduced, uh, my husband and I bought a house here in this neighborhood, the Ocean View Merced Heights Ingleside neighborhood, OMI. Oh my. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were told by a friend of the district supervisor, his assistant, that, oh, they're starting a community garden. Jamie and Bloss, you should really get in on this. Um, because we were already doing garden education at that point. And at so, different gardens. Yeah, oh, yeah different gardens okay. at the libraries, uh, mm -hmm. all informal environments uh, outside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so we came and we were part of the founding of Sisterhood Gardens, which in is right 26 here. In 2016, apparently yes. we broke ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you're fourth generation. Yes. 
San Franciscan. Yes. I would love to know um, more about your family, if you know whatever family histories that you know. I think oh. those are really compelling stories. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we're we were immigrants. Most of us are, uh, you know, from China, mainland China, and Hong Kong. Uh, my family has a history of being teachers and educators. Here, I believe. And, yeah. And yeah. Both yeah. In yeah. China? Okay. And then um, we immigrated here. My parents, uh, my great great grandfather, immigrated here. I think that was during the gold rush era, if I'm right, if my, oh, my timing wow. is right. That's okay. how far back my great-great-grandfather was. Wow. Um, and of course, we are, you know, my mom's side, that was my mother's side, and we are paper sons and daughters, right? Yeah. And so when you come across, they gave you a different name, or you took right. a different name in order to gain access to America at the time. Of course, we're all citizens, but, right. you know, um, so that's the history of my mother's side, and that's, that's how long we've been here. Did yeah. your great-grandfather come over here voluntarily? Yes, yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I so think not necessarily to work on, like, railroad crap no, and stuff like that. No, I think okay. that they were, um, I think they were chefs at the time. They oh, worked wow. in somehow food service. Yeah, all uh, those prospectors had to eat. Yes, and I guess <laughs> so, we cooked for them. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since I did my fifth grade family history lesson. Oh, but, <laughs> no, that's, no, that's <laughs> hopefully okay. that helps a little Stuff bit. Stuff that you don't know is fine, yeah. um, but let's hear about what you do know. And it doesn't have to be only your great-grandfather, but like any of the... And any of his... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we've just been here a long time. My family all lived... Both sides of my family, of course, were forced to... Or, or preferred to live in Chinatown, right, to be with their other Chinese community. And, of mm-hmm. course, you know, redlining and segregation mm-hmm. at the time re- required that most Asians live in certain neighborhoods right. at that, that far back, especially. Right. And so we were there, but then everybody's moved out to the sunset, <laughs> right? Okay. And the Richmond, so that's largely where my family is now. Is that where you grew up? Yeah, I grew up in the sunset, a park side by Stern Grove, if anybody's familiar where that park is. Yeah. Um, so I grew up right there. I went to the San Francisco Unified Public Schools, so did my partner. Um, we grew up here in San Francisco, so we're both natives. Yeah. Do you know the story of how your parents met? Sorry, just... Oh my I just, goodness. I, I want to still stick with the past. <laughs> You're but. hilarious. Uh, no, I didn't think I'd be asked that. I uh, love stories. My like parents that. both grew up here. They both grew up in Chinatown. They went to uh, Francisco Middle School in Galileo. Oh, yeah. My mother sat behind OJ Simpson. You and I are old enough to know who he is, right? <laughs> I don't think the young kids might know. Yeah, that was before uh, he was OJ. Before the glove or whatever, yeah. the, the, the Bronco and the car chase. The Bron- <laughs> right? Jeez. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's her generation, if that gives you some context. Yeah. And so she grew up with him. And Francisco uh, Middle School, if I may, real quickly. Um, yeah. I don't know if Freddy's Sandwiches was around Oh my goodness, yet, that's but a great thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I, love, I don't know if you mentioned uh, Freddy's. I taught there for a year uh, when I was in my grad school years. I taught science to school kids. So you and, know those sandwiches. And then Freddy's is, the, is still the legacy. Love. It still stands. <laughs> when people ask me my favorite sandwich, that's always that's at least hilarious. in the top two. I, I'm so glad you mentioned it. it. <laughs> anyway, and I, don't, I used to work over there. I don't live anywhere near it. So oh, like yeah. getting a sandwich with my wife now, it's like a, it's like a, a date, oh, it's, almost it, like, it's like a, a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So your mom, your mom went there. They your, grew but, up and, and they knew each other, I think, growing up, but they met in uh, college. They went away to Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, okay. if you're familiar with that. I yeah. am. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, you know, I, 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 I can't guess what they were doing there but also Cal Poly is like a big oh yeah I mean it makes sense that we're here when oh yeah they (laughs) went to uh, school she was a dietitian and my dad's an engineer so yeah he's a computer engineer yeah and then they like graduated and came back and they've lived here ever since they bought their house in the 70s when when at the time those prices yes exactly I'm trying to make a comment along those lines (laughs) I'll editorialize for you don't worry Um, but so and so you grew up um, do you want to like 
what was your childhood like? What was the city like? What was the neighborhood like? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, we grew up in the 80s, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, then you can figure out my birth date. Uh, <laughs> same. Um, yeah. I'll yeah. just say same. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think it was a great childhood, but, you know, honestly, largely still very segregated in a lot yeah. of ways. Like when you grew up in San Francisco, you kind of went to schools where there were largely either largely Asian groups or, or you know, black and Latinx groups. And, and so, so definitely I, I feel like our schools are a little bit... Um, segregated back then and less diverse and now they are more diverse but we'll see the the politics of the school system and how our children are dispersed among them is is a little bit wonky sometimes in my Hot opinion yeah i work right in the now. school i work with training teachers right now at the university oh, so i'm very okay. much and my partner is a teacher in the local school district so okay. we have context to it <laughs> what kind of things um maybe like as a teenager were you getting out and seeing oh doing things in the city oh, or geez, i don't know it's been <laughs> ages if you're the same age as me we can't remember any can you I'm, remember your I'm teenagers? 48 i can't I have some oh, of it man. i don't know <laughs> i went <laughs> i went to school of the arts high school it was a yeah. public magnet school and so i was very interested in telling the stories of other people right so i studied documentary film so you would find me basically in a dark room trying to process poorly made black and white pictures that make us look dramatic as 15 year olds and then <laughs> Right, like it's like, yeah. uh, and then black um, and white always does film. That. I was doing a lot of like uh, sixteen millimeter, eight millimeter. Remember those formats? Yeah. Uh, you know, experimental film. I was really into that. But more importantly, I was known for at least making documentary about like identity, Asian American identity. Awesome. Growing up, ABC is what we called it: American-born Chinese. Like, what right. is it to be? Uh, you know, uh, an American-born Chinese person and and the kind of cultural uh, differences and, and stereotypes that you had to grow up with, these things have not changed right. because, you know, I, for, I'm a doctoral student now and I study race in, in America in particular and teaching. And so, you know, a lot of stuff hasn't changed much, but how we understand it and how we talk about it and, and things like what you're doing, telling stories of other people who live it is probably how we change those things, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. and I think enough of it. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, I don't know if there's an end to it, but the stories, that's why, yeah, that's why I'm drawn to and, this and work. And, you know, we are proud of our heritage and we're right. proud of our identity. I, I, yeah. I tend to, unfortunately, forefront the negative things, the deficit things, but um, just celebrating, like, who I was. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very hard when you grow up in America to figure out your identity ethnically when you're trying very much Asian generate and Asian families in particular are always pushing their children to be more Americanized and more Westernized. But, like, we yeah. are we are Asian and what does that mean, right? right. And so, so a lot of that was things I cared about as a teenager. What was I doing for fun? That was what I was doing. Film, okay, photography. Room. I don't know. Wearing a lot of so, black. I was goth. I don't even oh, know what awesome. that was about. <laughs> 90s goth. You remember, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> I was a skater and like that's who I hung out Back with was the goth Back when vans were used kids. for skating. Totally. <laughs> I don't know. Totally. <laughs> you know, our, our young people today are are, are adopting a lot of our fashion. Birkenstocks you too. Notice? I'm like, what the heck? Are you that okay was the with 90s. That? Yeah. It's, I, I learned to stop caring. Yeah. <laughs> Let go, Jeff. Yeah. Um, to give less of those Fs. <laughs> I am very curious about, so teenager, you were into film and photography, but then how did you become like a biology student? Oh, um, so I went or to art school in Southern California and I was amongst very privileged art students and I didn't like the vibe. Which I was like, what school? am I doing here? Can we, can we name the school? Oh, I, I think it was called Cal Arts. It's in yeah. Valencia. It's yeah, right yeah. outside of LA. The and only good thing about that is that magic, Six Flags Magic Mountain right, is right it's there. That's the only thing. Wow. Were you place. just there with me the whole time, Jeff? I, Were you just it, in my I, life? Yeah. And just hanging out. <laughs> I was filming you. Yeah. Filming people. No. <laughs> me and my goth friends hanging on the lawn looking depressed and forlorn. Um, so 
so it's a weird yeah. part of California, right? It it's is. just very it suburban totally and yeah, but, it was but not then the fun. <laughs> roller coasters on in yeah. the entire anyway. When you were just all in black and trying to not get tanned, <laughs> you don't it's go out. It's hot. There's so it much. It was so sun freaking down hot there. there. Yeah. Um, anyways, I transferred back here and in San Francisco State, where I ended up getting my degree. Um, you know, I just thought, you know, what's the thing people should go into, especially you know, you know, if you're uh, somewhat sep- close to your immigrant heritage, like be successful. So I went into science. I wasn't actually very good at it. Almost failed the first semester, but I became a biologist. I worked at the California Academy of Sciences, so I studied oh. evolutionary biology of marine creatures and actually awesome. and. So that's what I did for a few years. And then yeah. I became really interested in education and how we educate people. And so that's what I've been doing since then. Yeah. Okay. When were you at state, may I ask? I am still at state. I am employed <laughs> there. I have never left. Did you get an undergraduate degree there? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm getting my doctorate degree through them. Yeah. When, 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 when did you get your undergraduate? Oh, my goodness. I don't remember. Uh, oh, I just want to figure out, because I 90, think we might have been there. Oh, you were there before me. Okay. Yeah, okay. 98, 99, maybe 2000, 99, 2000. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering how intertwined our lives are. Yeah. I was there a little bit later. Yeah, I, but, I did <laughs> take a couple film classes or in the air, the arts that first semester, but I don't think you were in the class probably. No. Yeah. Okay, so you got that first degree, and then... Um, did you was it ever a question of whether you were going to stay in San Francisco? That's a really good question. I think that that's the driving that's really one of the driving forces of my life story because as a young person here, I clearly understood that people couldn't stay here. Housing rates were high, cost of living was high. 08 there was a crash when I was in college. You and I were both in college probably around that time or just getting out of college or something, right? Like grad school for me. Um, and the world just looked like it was a very challenging place to be economically. And yeah. so so my philosophy was always like if I want to live here as a fourth generation San Franciscan, I'd have to hustle. Right. And I've hustled my whole life. I've had multiple jobs my whole life outside of my 9 to 5 profession. And and part of it is like this gardening stuff for mm-hmm. sure. But I, I turn my jobs into my passion, right? And mm-hmm. so we don't make a ton of money doing all the things we do, but we are very like much part of the community as a result. So right. I don't know if that answered it, but it does. but I've always wanted to live here. Of course, my parents and my grandparents and their parents lived here. Mm-hmm. But the idea of owning property, having a family, having some financial stability was always like a very challenging thing to think totally. about. Totally. Yeah. Is it fair to say? Because you just said, like, um, you know, money wasn't the motivation. But anyone who has moved here in the last, I don't know, I'm going to say 20, 30 years, mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. but it's something you have to you have to handle it somehow. Oh, yeah. You might not sure. aspire to be wealthy, but it's like, but no, you have to make a decent amount of this money. This is just not to, even wealth. It's wealth in the Midwest. What do we right, make, right? But right. it's not wealth here. Right. And it's that reality of the return on your, inve- your, your work and time. It's, yeah. it's a very tough thing for us San Franciscans to balance oh Bay Area in general of sure. course and I think unfortunately those who don't work in tech so much I, I know that depends on what industry you work in obviously right. and then so you know we're educators artists like you name it that's what me and my partner have been for awesome. ages so awesome. it's about like finding the way to make it work right yeah, <laughs> yeah. so when in your biology schooling um, when did you sort of I guess zero in or or focus on like 
gardens and oh so that was definitely after school so so i became like i said interested in like figuring out how to grow my own food and Mm. i i had a child and and we we were really lucky we uh worked through the the, uh, mayor's office of housing to get a secondary loan for a down payment and so we are homeowners but it it was a very major miracle Mm -hmm. (laughs) that happened about 10 years ago Mm -hmm. i would not say it was common and the seller was so compassionate and wanted to sell to another san franciscan and that is that is we are literally just lucky like uh I have no explanation for it. Yeah. Uh, and and so. Did it come with a yard? Yes, exactly. Awesome. So awesome. the story is, we looked at many houses and many things that looked like they were going to fall apart. But we uh, we bought a house that had a bigger yard than a bigger indoor space. So oh, yeah. So our yard is is more square footage than our house. Our house is like 890 square feet. It's I'll like, take it. It's interesting to live in some days with four people, but oh, you know, there's right. two kids and two adults, but right. you know, uh, but it's worthwhile because we have chickens, we have honeybees, um, we have a mini orchard and, and we use our, our outside more than we are inside right now. And yeah. then when did you discover about yourself that you wanted to, to, be an Grow. educator and uh, like oh, and, and, then, and, and then marry those yeah two i mean i have interests. always been interested in plants but i never had anyone in my family we're so divorced from any agricultural roots we may have had all of our ancestors were probably farming at some point right, right? right um especially in the rural parts of china where my family comes from but we no one talks of it no one no one talks and visibilizes it or even valued it right like they're like that is our past right Right. and so I really wanted to get connected with food and food systems uh, clearly as a scientist and as a mom and as a someone who just lives in an urban area like we need to do better right (laughs) Um, and so so I became trained through the master gardeners program and so that's a fault it's like you pay a very nominal fee and they train you for about a year uh, and then you become certified to be an educator yourself. You learn about gardening. Was that at SF State? No, where, it's, where, a, sorry, it's a UC program. So University oh, of California offers yeah. it. Okay. You, and every county has one. And we have one here. The San Francisco San Mateo County is combined. Mm-hmm. And then they do trainings every year. So, yeah, you can sign up to be an educator. Yeah. yeah. You get this name tag thing. Oh, cool. <laughs> when, so that did your did that program precede your work here yes it did it certainly did i did that and then i would educate people at the local libraries communities rec centers after school programs we did a lot of that kind of thing all over the city yeah all over the city for sure we're booked all over the city and then uh consultation we did some landscaping my sister is a landscape architect so she works for a firm she does a lot of public parks and spaces but um she helps us do designs we do we did some design installation we would do you know private yards and homes we no longer do it (laughs) (laughs) We're a little over <laughs> overbooked right now, so people right. do email us asking. We love doing it, but we're uh, we're focusing more on the public public work right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so you've been involved with Sister Gardens, so coming up on six years. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, I guess so. Twenty sixteen till now. Do you so. want to talk about this place? I mean, on a personal oh goodness, level, what does sure, it mean to you? For sure. I mean, I had no idea what this would be. We were just told that like. There's this group getting together. This is this property is owned by the Department of Public Works, and so the city owns it. A city division owns it, but they give permission to people to build on spaces, right? Okay. And so they put in money to uh, landscape the space. All those stairs you were walking up. Some of these beds were built, and the concrete was poured. And then we assured we had water running, and that was it. Mm, they left us alone, the and then we did everything huge. else. Yeah, and yeah. and so all of this was really just a lot of volunteer work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, most of these raised beds are built by 
by just us, you know, like right. just citizens coming together to do it. Did um, DPW yeah. have a stipulation that it had to be a community garden or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, so they don't allow commercial growing. Um, I'm very heavily invested in the urban agricultural movement here in the area um, and the work we're doing uh, in the Portola in particular, there's something called the Greenhouse Project, if you're familiar with that. I am after yesterday yeah. after talking with Isaiah and Danielle. Good. Yes. Caitlin Galloway uh, ran the first, uh, like one of the only commercial farms in San Francisco called Little City Gardens. It yes. was here years ago, uh, several years ago, and okay. it closed, right? Um, and so I met her and got very networked with those groups. And then there's the San Francisco uh, SFUAA, I think it's the Urban Agricultural Alliance. And so if you're part of those networks, you generally just learn about all these programs. Right. And and so that's that's where we got kind of hooked in and someone suggested we, because we live here in this neighborhood, mm -hmm. that we be invested in this site. And so we got here and just helped out. Were these trees, and I'm pointing to two very, oh, yeah. very large and uh, uh, mature trees. Yeah, they they're must have oak been here, trees. Right? Yeah. Oaks? Okay. They're oak trees. Oak trees live for, you know, over 100 plus years. Tim could tell you more about them. Okay. He's kind of our uh, local native uh, okay. expert. Uh, I'm an edibles person, and I do a lot of the children and family education. But yeah, they're part of the permanent landscape. We are not allowed to move them, nor would we want to. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It always, I'm one of those people, like... Um, uh, there's a park near my house where they did some renovations on like the, they have a community pool but they and they have like a, a sports field they have tennis courts and nice. some baseball fields but in all that renovation work they cut down a really old Aww. beautiful big yeah. tree and I, I was like it hurts me <laughs> hurts my yeah, heart a little bit and more importantly they're just so um, in, in, important for that like the even this nano climate we talk about this little ecosystem here mm -hmm. right by creating shade the shade is and amazing and also you know um, certain plants can't actually grow with oak trees they have a, a very a, a very healthy root system that kind of keeps mm -hmm. other things out mm -hmm. and so that's why you'll notice this really clear mulched under it uh, circumference around yes. that root zone I do notice uh, that. but then things out grow naturally underneath them so those are planted strategically to be there yeah 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 we love our oak tree okay um, I don't think I have any more questions yeah. per se about the place or about your story thank you for sharing yeah, it no problem but before we before I wrap with you, um, our theme this season on the podcast is We're Still Here. Um, speaking to a lot of things, um, what does that mean to you? You're a fourth generation San Franciscan. Oh, the theme what is, is We're Still Here? We're Still Here. What does that oh, mean to you? Oh, I see, I see. Oh, you the know. The garden, you, yeah, your family, sure, the life. For sure, we everything. are still here. And I, I think, you know. Uh, there's just so much conversation about gentrification and the changing demographics of San Francisco and black flight in general too like when we think about how our wonderful black community has been either pushed out or overpriced and then this is a fact if you look statistically about the diversity of our city it's decreasing mm -hmm. um, and you know and, and perhaps maybe Asian Americans don't help that but I think that what it means by being here being multi-generational Asian American here is that you know we have a we have a long memory of what San Francisco was. My parents remember the civil rights movement, the, uh, am I saying it, the I Hotel and the protests to save the Asian Americans that were living in Chinatown. Like they were part of all SF that. SF State. Yeah, and SF State and the it. protests yeah. during uh, the 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. Like my family and my history and the students I teach and the work I do at State is steeped in all of that. Yeah. And we are so proud of that. And I get to teach a whole new generation of kids adults and college age kids in my, various parts of my profession 
that you live in the most diverse and one of the most liberal parts of the world because we fought for it and because we are so different and uh, diverse and that is something to be so proud of and celebrate and also we need people to continue to fight for it right Absolutely. and so I think by being here hopefully we serve as a little model but you know we're just one of many like that's what's so great about sisterhood sisterhood was named to kind of uh, a play off of this road which is brotherhood way right right and truthfully we are a sisterhood and brotherhood of many people the committee is made up of all races that I can think of right now, uh, many intersectional identities, and more importantly, each of us has a special role here. I'm the education expert. Tim does a lot of the uh, native work and the plantings. Everyone works together, and not every garden is successful at always leveraging everyone's expertise and respect right. <laughs> each other's space, but we do that really well. So yeah. I'm very proud, and, and we're here because because we are making each other, you know, sustainable to stay here. So that's what sisterhood does for me. That was Jamie Chan. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we'll meet Tim Wong, another volunteer at Sisterhood. Part two with Tim drops this Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 180 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review the show so we can reach even more folks. We love email, and we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.